Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bar Podcast. It's your boy, Jay Reed, and I'm chilling in the studio with Jesse. What's going on? And PM. Yo, what up, everybody? What are we talking about today, PM? So today, we have a very, very interesting topic. I love this topic. My leaders hear me talk about this all the time, and I can't even plagiarize, okay? We got this from Shannon Cap, and you probably remember Shannon Cap. There's an episode of the podcast called... Don't lose Timmy. Don't lose Timmy. One of my favorites. <laughs> if you have not listened to that episode of the podcast, do yourself a favor and go listen to it. One of the things that Shannon taught me a long time ago, we were sitting at lunch together and he said, hey, for every organization or business, everyone has what they consider to be money, the win, okay, for that organization. But most people try to get money by going after money. That never works. So he taught me the three M's, and it's called morale, momentum, money. And if you build morale, and if you have sustained momentum, you'll always get money. And so today, we're going to talk about morale, momentum, and money, because most leaders are trying to win. You want whatever money means for you, and we alluded to this in a previous podcast and so we're going to go week, through the, the, the last episode. The last episode. Mm-hmm. And so today we're going to get into details on how to go from going after money and maybe getting disappointed to actually changing up your tactic a bit and mm-hmm. going after morale so that you can sustain some momentum and then you can cash out and have some wins. Yep. And, and I think what happens oftentimes is that, um, you know, leaders have trouble defining what their money is defining what their win is. Yeah. Um, and it, you can only communicate it once you define it. Right. And so leaders need to be focused on defining what their money is, uh, so that they can then communicate it to their team. That's so good. So that they can then get the money that Jesse, that's huge because that means that sometimes as a leader, you can be disappointed and your team not know why you're disappointed. Right. Yeah which means there's a lapse somewhere in communication. I can, you know, say for myself, there have been times where I just thought that like what I wanted to see implemented was like common sense. Right. Right. (laughs) But as a leader, you've got to slow down and actually communicate, communicate, Hey, this is what we're trying to accomplish. This is how we're going to do it. And, and, and these are the things that maybe we're not going to do. Um, but I've been there. We're like communicating. Sometimes as a leader, you don't know what is over communicating and what's not communicating sure. enough. Yeah. And so at One Life, I think I've learned that we like over communicating is is there's an art to it. Like we over communicate. We, we're all in about like 15 different group chats. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know. So anyway, I just thought about that and, and wanted to. Yeah. And wanted I, to say that. What I, I think it was. Anderson, I know he stole it from somebody else, but he used to, uh, of overlap, course. Overlap eliminates gaps. Overlap eliminates gaps. Of yeah. course, I've got to talk about Anderson. <laughs> of course, dude, I come miss on. You. But, Anderson, um, if you're listening to this podcast, text me right now. <laughs> I'll get a text in like a month. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, overlap uh, eliminates gaps. And, and that has spoken to me, you know, in my job, I try to do everything I can to make sure that I'm creating layers, so I'm creating overlapping so that yeah. there are no gaps. Nobody falls through the gaps. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's huge. And so um, talking about One Life, uh, PM, what would you say 
that our money in One Life is and how do you communicate that to our team? Totally. Yeah. First and foremost, I don't want anybody to get tripped up, you know, on this word money. You're right. Right. Um, number one, we need to use things that have alliteration. So yeah. by money, we <laughs> typically mean, you know, what is the win for you? Now, if you're in a business I situation, mean I mean you money. mean money. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean money. You know, Justin Reed is an <laughs> entrepreneur and he means money. I right. Mean money. But no one, literally no one makes money by being money hungry. Yeah. And so if you're only focused on money, if you're only focused on the destination, the journey is going to really discourage you. And so there's a roundabout way to actually making money. Now at One Life, we have what we call, what we call our money is this first core value of ours. We hold this really, really near and dear to our hearts. And it's, it's not youth ministry unless the youth are doing the ministry. That's huge Amen. for us. So let's just say, for instance, you know, hypothetical situation. Let's just say the money for us, the win for us was that the best sermon is preached every single Wednesday by the best communicator. Yeah. Now, I mean that this is not an arrogant statement, but that would mean if that was our win, if that was our goal. You're saying if. If, exactly. If, if. that was our money then I would be the person to communicate every single week. I'm not saying that I'm the best communicator in the world or North Carolina, but in a room full of teenagers and volunteers who don't care to preach, (laughs) and I've been employed, I've been trained, and I've gone to school. I'm the most equipped communicator. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not our money, which means that's not what happens. And most leaders are on a path because they haven't chosen a clear destination. And you're on the wrong path and you're frustrated because you don't know what your money is. Wow. So for us, here's our money. Yeah. Our money is that we disciple the next generation of World Overcomers Christian Church. 100%. Our money is that Pastor Andy Thompson has the pick of the litter when he's trying to choose the next youth pastor after me. Mm -hmm. Our money is that teenagers are invested in youth ministry because they feel like it's their youth ministry. Right. That's our money, which means normally if I'm preaching, it'll take me anywhere between three to five hours to get a sermon topic, uh, study, right, like memorize my sermon and and be able to preach on a Wednesday night, three to five hours. Mm-hmm. For the entire summer, pretty much, we have been running a five-week sermon series where only teenagers have been preaching, right? Man, and it's been incredible. Now, I can preach better than them, and me preaching is less work for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> them preaching means they have to send me a rough draft. I have to edit the rough draft. I have to send them back a mm-hmm. marked-up Google Doc with all the things that they need to take out. I need to get 50 observations from them for each passage. I need to sit down with them. I've done preaching class with them. I've done preaching and teaching class with them. I've done a communicating class with them. Mm -hmm. That means that I get them in the sanctuary with nobody in there, empty sanctuary in the middle of the day, turn on the sound, stick a microphone in their face, and make them preach in the middle of the day. And we do that over and over and over and over and over. For me to preach, it takes three to five hours of prep. For a teenager to preach, we're looking at 15, 16, 17, 18 hours of prep and practice and rehearsal and teaching. Right. Why do we do that? Yeah. Because our money is different. Mm-hmm. Our money is being able to cash out 
on those students when they're 25 and 26 and 27. You know, I've done Pastor Andy a disservice if he needs a campus pastor in a couple of years and there's nobody on the bench ready to go, (laughs) ready to do what Pastor Andy feels like is the vision of our church. So we have defined our win based around our values, which is based around our senior pastor's vision. So what's our money? Man, our money is that teenagers are able to teach, preach, lead worship, greet, give tours of the facility. I mean, they our teenagers are in our staff meetings. Our teenagers are fully involved and fully invested in everything we do because we're not just babysitting teenagers or entertaining teenagers or ministering to teenagers. We are getting them actively involved in serving so that they are ready when they're called on in their mid-20s. Yeah. That's our money. That's so good. And and I think our focus is, you know, the the triangle of morale, momentum, money, yeah. and talking about how do we get money. And so if you haven't noticed, we're sort of working backwards. Yeah. And so the 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 thing is to get money, you have to first have morale. Totally. And and I think Justin can probably speak best on um, the experience that we've had as a team building morale. Yeah. And what would you say, Justin, is one of the key things that we've done to build morale amongst our leaders and our leadership team? It's definitely going back and looking at where examine having the, the self-introspection as far as our team as yeah. to where our best points were and where mm-hmm. our lowest points were totally mm-hmm. and good. being able to identify what we were doing at the time where we had our best times and what we were doing or what we weren't doing when we had our worst times. totally right um so because i i'm i'm more of an operational person um that that is always that is always playing in my head mm-hmm. because the morale of our of our volunteers definitely plays a role in how we operate totally so For looking sure. at looking at what we were doing when we had our great times we had great staff culture we felt like a family. We were operating on our core values. Totally. As we moved away from that, we started to see the morale decrease. Totally. So mm-hmm. when we were looking at what we wanted to do to increase morale, we looked at our core values. And this is a family. This is a home. Yeah. That was one. That's, that's I'm not sure what number core, core value. core value number two. I, but I know that it's a core value. Good that's work, what matters. Jesse. That's what matters. <laughs> that's why I keep Jesse around. Only um, for that reason. <laughs> and quotas. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag quota. Hashtag new Anderson. So, <laughs> so when we when we were looking at what we wanted to do, um, I started to look back at some of our best times. Uh, definitely 2016, right around or well, right before uh, flood conference. Totally, mm-hmm. totally. That was it. That was a great time for our staff culture. Yeah. Um, we w- we there was a lot of togetherness and we just spent a lot of time together. Yeah. So. At the time where we were heading into one of our low points, we, w- we looked at strategies and our 615 meeting was a big piece now, that we wanted for, to add back. Just for clarification, students start arriving at so 630 mm-hmm. in our context and I'm our service pick up starts right at 7 p.m. So that 615 meeting, um, just so you know, everyone out there, that 615 meeting is like now. a pre-rally. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like a pre-service rally where our volunteers get together and our teenage volunteers get together exactly and we just pick up and we we cast vision we allow pastor manny to to get into our heads before we even step into the room yeah and it gives us an opportunity to pray for our students 
gives yeah. us an opportunity to pray for each other. Yeah. Hear about the wins that we've gotten in the week. Totally. People getting new jobs, people getting promotions. Yeah. And it builds that family and that camaraderie around yeah. what we do and who we are. Yeah. And it gives us an opportunity to build that morale because morale exactly. is just excitement. Exactly. It's that, it's that intentional enthusiasm that we really wanted to go into. Yeah. And that we wanted it to carry into what we were bringing in on, on a Wednesday night. Yeah. So that nobody's bringing, like we said last last episode, Everybody's bringing in the week. Yeah, they're bringing in their day. Right. We wanted to give them an opportunity to forget all of that and hear some good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And it was my opportunity to be, begin to ask questions like, "What do you believe in God for tonight?" Yep. Right. You're not just here to hold a baton if you're on security. You know, right. like holding the flashy thing, or you're not just here. You're not just here to to I'm, make. I'm the only one that holds that. The now. flashy at, yeah. baton thing. And that's just at, to tell you when your time is running out. Yes. Uh, we need a confidence <laughs> monitor. Anyway, or turn on the sound, or turn on video games. But you're here to believe God for something. Yeah. We need your faith in the room. Exactly. That's how you know morale is high when people are not just bringing their bodies, but they're bringing their faith. They're bringing their energy. They're bringing their excitement. Yeah. And I, I love this word because it's enthusiasm, right? And that's a Greek word for en. It's en is the prefix. And then theus, it means the God is living inside of me. Mm-hmm. That's and, good. and enthusiasm means that, man, the spirit of the Lord is on the inside of me. And I am excited, right? So any volunteer that walks in kind of crestfallen and kind of like looking like they're in the sunken place or, you know, like just, you know, puppy eyes or whatever. It's like that 615 meeting became a place where we could see that, mm-hmm. address that, not in like a confrontational way, but just in a, hey, let's let's celebrate some wins here. Now. So obviously, we had cut six fifteen meeting, mm-hmm. and what we began to see is that the energy went down. Yep, we cut it because what was happening is I was going overtime. <laughs> it would be like six forty, six forty five, and then people weren't showing up for six fifteen meeting because they were coming in from work. Yep, we cut it for good reasons. Yeah, but then we saw less energy in the lobby. We started we 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 cut it to be more organized. We we cut it to, to be, be more, more streamlined. Yep. Streamline. So yeah. we so we right. had department heads meeting at six fifteen instead of the whole staff, mm-hmm. which gives the opportunity. We what we thought would be the opportunity for our department heads to communicate and our team leads to communicate to the volunteers, but because they're leave we're leaving the six fifteen meeting at six forty five, and students are already there. We there wasn't an a there wasn't a uh, an opportunity for us to to get in contact with Seth. And just sit and say what's up, go, what's going on with Seth. Totally. Give, give Seth some depth. Give Crystal Carter some. Give Crystal Carter a hug. Yeah. And and just engage with our volunteers and just see, just put a smile on their face. Yeah. Before they had to put a smile on a student's face. Totally. Right. So, Justin, we're sitting out at wing night one day, and Justin goes, "We need to bring back six fifteen meeting." And a lot of times as a leader, you cut something because it's not efficient, mm-hmm. and then immediately we brought it back. And we saw that morale go right back up. We yep. saw the morale mm-hmm. begin to climb and climb and climb and climb and climb. It was Mr. Cato's prayer. Yeah. That, hey, that, come on. Yeah. One, one <laughs> six fifteen right. meeting, one of our leaders began to pray in heaven. At, we could have went home. <laughs> we could have left right after that point. And so we can't emphasize morale enough. That morale is really important, having a pulse on the excitement of your team and knowing, man, are people bringing all their energy here? Or are are they just kind of walking around a little robotic? Like, what's the energy in the room like? That's 
morale, which leads us into momentum. Momentum. Yeah. And when as we were planning for this episode, PM, you said you said something that I thought was really powerful. And and that that was that momentum is simply sustained morale. That's it. It's that simple. Expand on that a little bit. Yeah. Morale, okay. If you sustain morale for a long period of time, which means you can't get tired. You know, yeah. one of the things that I would do to kind of help morale is just send out ma- like send out text messages to each individual leader every yep. single week. Just letting them know, I love you, I'm praying for you. What can I do for you? Just morale. When you sustain morale for a series of time, for a season of time, yeah, you start to hit crazy momentum. And we all know what momentum feels like, yeah. right? Anyone who's ever watched sports, yeah, you know. It can be the fourth quarter. A, a whole 45 minutes has gone on. Yeah. And the crowd is still lit. It and could be the Patriots playing the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Amen. And it doesn't matter what the score is. At that moment, right, we all know, anyone who's a sports fan knows, that once the momentum shifts... If, if that morale on that bench is bad, mm-hmm. that you're never going to get momentum. Yep. But the minute you go into the locker room, you get that morale high. Even anyone who's watched Steve Kerr talking to Steph Curry, like on the sidelines, even if he's missing shots, the goal is to keep his morale high. Mm-hmm. So that he keeps on shooting yeah. because at the end of the day, the momentum is going to shift. And when momentum shifts, you start scoring. <laughs> it, right? As long as there's momentum, the other team can have a higher score. Yeah. But the momentum is going to win every single day. The momentum is actually more important than the money. So sustained morale equals momentum. And sustained momentum actually gets you money. And obviously, money is going to be used. All those wins are going to be used. To reinvest into, ding, 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 morale. (laughs) Every time we win, we use it. Those stories, those wins, every time a student preaches and they they kill it, we use that as a story to feed our morale and feed our morale and feed our morale. And it's a great cycle. But what happens when you have to build morale with no money? That's tough. When you have to build morale and you have no wins yet, you have no reputation, there's no, there's nothing to show for any of your ideas, that's tough. And you know what? We're going to have to tackle that question on another episode of this podcast. And so if this has been interesting to you, if you're interested in the relationship between morale, momentum, and money, and you're in a situation and you need to know how to build morale and you have no money yet, then you need to tune in or just maybe maybe it's already available. Maybe you just need to click. Maybe you need to <laughs> wait till next week. I don't know what you need to do, but it's in a different episode. We'll see you next time. Peace. See you guys.